0: It's time to be equipped with spiritual battle. Defending the Faith is a show to train Christians worldwide to be effective teachers and speakers on the subject of biblical creation so that the next generation can stand firm on biblical truth and defend their faith. Now here's your host of Defending the Faith, Mike Riddle. Welcome to Defending the Faith Ministries and I'm your host, Mike Riddle, and we have a ministry here located in the Boise area and we train people how to defend their faith and we also train people, Christians, how to teach and speak on biblical creation and biblical apologetics. Well, today we have a uh, special program. We have a guest with us today, Carl Kirby, who was formerly from Answers in Genesis and has his own ministry. Uh, welcome to the show, Carl. Hey, thanks, Mike, for letting me be with you. Really appreciate it. Now, Carl, uh, we need to start with a little bit of your background, just so people get familiar with who you are and what you do. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh uh, if you want to go way back, uh, I tell folks I grew up
1: around guys with one name, crusher, bruiser, mauler, assassin. I'm the son of a professional wrestler who, uh, you know, it's crazy background. So when folks have me come speak, I tell them don't expect to get deep theological stuff because uh, I can't go there. Uh, but what I can do is smell a fake and a fraud from a block away because when you grow up around that environment, you learn how to tell when people are telling you the truth or not or if they're just playing a game. But got saved when I was 26 in Salt Lake City, Utah, of all places. The Lord just really worked in my heart. Two years later, I uh, got involved with my first creation conference because I was raised in a church that told me, oh, you take evolution, you put it in the Bible, God used it, God directed it. And that's all I knew until somebody challenged me to think about it. And once I was challenged and I started looking at the actual evidence and started reading the Word of God as the Word of God,
0: boy, everything just blew up for me and it's grown from there. Wonderful, and you were one of the original people to work at Answers in Genesis, the group that just came out with the, the life-size arc.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, see, it was crazy because I'm flying in the cockpit. I was an air traffic controller for a long time, and uh, in Salt Lake City, I was flying out to see my father in Portland, Oregon, and I'm in the cockpit uh, talking to the two pilots. I started witnessing to them, and they both turned out to be Christians, and I told them what my Sunday school teacher taught me about. You take evolution, you put it in the Bible, God used it, God directed it, And the co-pilot, man, he turned around and he said, Carl, I'm sorry, but that's incorrect. And he pulled the word of God out and he just opened it up to Genesis and he said, this is what the world teaches, this is what the word teaches, contradiction, contradiction, contradiction. And I was like, dude, where'd you learn to think like that? I have never seen anybody use the Bible like that. I always grew up with, well, I think, I think, I think. And you know, if you really pushed them, they might go to a Bible verse, but then you read that Bible verse and you could take it a couple of ways. This man used the Bible as an authority. He introduced me to ICR. And so when I got back to Salt Lake City, I called out, I ordered a book, and when I got the book, The Lie of Evolution* uh, by Ken Ham, I read it, and I read it in one night. And I am ADD to the max, brother. I start 50 books, I finish one. But this book, I shredded it. I just, I just ripped through it, and it was like, this is it. This is why I never trusted the Bible, because I just grew up with it being fairy tales and good spiritual and moral stuff, and he taught that it was the Word of God, true from the first verse to the end. And so I called out to ICR, and said, man, I want to get involved, and they just happened to have a conference coming to Salt Lake City, and so I started working with them, met Ken, uh, started giving him little packages, you know, I, I would see something in the news, or I'd see something on TV, so I'd write up a little package for him to write an article on, because it's just kind of weird. Once once I got involved with this, I started picking up just these things, the, the deception that was going on in the world. He liked it, and just kept asking me to do more and more, and eventually, you know, AIG started, and he asked me to be on the board, and I did that. I started there and did that for 10 years. Wow, and you obviously helped them
0: design their first website, didn't you?
1: Well, that was crazy. We are in a board meeting, and I was reading a Wall Street Journal article, and it talked about the World Wide Web. I didn't have a clue what it was, but when I read it, it was like, man, this is going to be a way to get our stuff out globally and expensively. So I walked into the board meeting and said, guys, we need to get a website, and I was the youngest guy on the board, and they all looked at me like, what's a website? And I, I literally said, I don't know, but man, I read this article and I said it's going to be a way to get our stuff out globally, very inexpensively. And they all said to me, "Well, if you think it's so important, you go build it." So I did. Um, I had, I'd never studied anything like this, but I went down to a Phoenix, Arizona, ministry down there that we were working with, and uh, I thought they were going to build a website. So I went down with like this blueprint. I had notes. You know, we have this here, and it leads to here. I just laid out a whole blueprint. And the guy looked at me and said, yeah, we don't have time to do that. And I got so mad because I'd taken a day off from work and I'd flown down there specifically for this because they said they were going to build a website. And then when I show it to them, they're like, no, nah, we can't do that. I said, teach me how to build a website. What? I said, teach me how to build a website. So I said, well, I'm here for four more hours because I had it all scheduled out. Sit me down with somebody. Teach me how to build a website. So I sat down with a guy. He taught me basic HTML and I went home and I built the website in two days. No, it was ugly. <laughs> I don't have a design I man, but the content was there, and uh, it, it's unbelievable how much it's exploded since that really humble beginnings. Trust me, it was it was not pretty
0: at all. Yes, now the the Answers in Genesis they have an award winning website almost every year. The way oh. they designed that, and you were instrumental in getting all that started. So your background—you've been with uh, Creation Ministry Answers in Genesis ten years. You have your own ministry now. Isn't it a shame so many pastors out there just don't want to believe the Bible because they'd rather be with the world? You know,
1: it's it's hard. I was just at a church not even two weeks ago where the pastor came up to me before I spoke. He'd never we'd never met we'd never talked, and he just said to me he said You know, Carl, I see that you're really passionate about uh, this young earth thing. So uh, our denomination we don't take a stand on that. We focus on the essentials and don't worry about the non essentials and so before you speak, I'm going to get up and give this disclaimer about, you know, hey, you're one of those, and we don't believe this, and we don't take a stand on this. And uh, you, you understand, right? And I'm like, no, I don't understand. Um, and I don't. I don't understand why. Look, if you disagree with me, that's fine. Body of Christ, we can come together and iron sharpen iron. Defend your position. Why do you believe that a loving God that gave us his word – and said that at the end of creation, everything was not just good, it was very good, that the wages of sin is death, by one man sin, by sin death. How can you not address an issue that puts a system in place that allows for death and suffering for millions of years before Adam ever sinned? By doing this, you make God responsible for death. And if we as a body of Christ can't come in and challenge each other and say, look, guys, if you're going to do this, there are consequences, and you're setting up really an undermining of why Christ did what he did on the cross— but we can't talk openly about that, then we're not the body of Christ. And we have to be able to challenge each other, not in a mean-spirited way. You and I, we're not we're not mocking or ridiculing or arrogant jerks, man. These are issues that the body of Christ needs to talk about because ultimately, it's not creation and evolution. It's not age of the earth. It's Is the word of God true from the first verse or not? And when God with his finger wrote in stone in the fourth commandment that he did it in six days and rested one, so therefore should we,
0: man, you you better wrestle through that thing or else uh, you can end up in some bad spots. And we need more pastors out there who have what I call courage, honor, and commitment to God's word, and not the world's way, but to God's word. You know, I,
1: I I use a little saying when I'm speaking. I say, too many of us are willing to go, God, I know what you wrote, but let me tell you what you meant. I know you said you created in six days and rested one, but you don't quite understand science, God. So we've learned a lot since this whole thing started. So let us help you out here. When you said day, you didn't really mean day. You meant a long period of time. Or, or there's a gap in between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. God, we know what you wrote, but let us tell you what you meant. And my response to people that want to do that is this, look, if you're going to tell me that... You can't trust Genesis and the days in Genesis because science has proven, well, guess what? That exact same science proves that dead people don't rise, virgins don't give birth, you don't feed 5,000 men, that means there's another five to 10, uh, to 8,000 women and children, so anywhere from ten to 15,000 people with a couple of fishes and loaves. You see, the same science says that those things can't happen. And if you think you're going to equip a generation to go out into this culture and stand firm for the Lord Jesus Christ with, God loves you, has a wonderful plan for your life, you're toast. 50 to 88% of the young people raised in the church are gone by the time they're age 18. And the pastoral leadership needs to take a strong stand on teaching The parents, primarily because the parents should be teaching the children, unfortunately we don't see that going on, but teaching the parents and then the younger generation how to use the Word of God. Not teaching them what to think, but how to think, how to apply their faith in a world that is openly aggressive and antagonistic. Now, you're here in Boise, Idaho here. Now, why did you come to Boise? It's a crazy story. I met a guy um, that uh, he does film work, and we're... We've been talking for a long time about doing some online education, and so I met this young man and we talked. And I flew out here a few months ago and we sat down and talked about it. And we're gonna we're gonna film. So I'm filming. Uh, I do a series of videos called Fast Facts. I've got 32 of them right now. They're about two minutes long. Um, six on the lion, six on the hippo, six on the giraffe. Um, just going after the design features, you know, just fun. It's uh, it's really geared for parents. In the morning, you're eating breakfast, sit down, watch a minute and a half, two-minute video, and then have a five to ten-minute conversation with your child over a meal so that you're you're giving them nuggets and it's fun and it's not, you know, deep technical type stuff. And so um, we're going to film all those. Uh, I've got I've got versions of them right now, but I wanted to do it professionally. And this guy, a, he's a professional. And so we're doing that. And then I'm doing 14 ten-minute classes for an online education course on fossils. Um how do we apply our faith when it comes to fossils? And so we want to teach people how to take their faith and go
0: into the world and do something with it. You were just, uh, the other night, you were just at Grace Bible Church here in Meridian, Idaho, and I attended there, and you were talking to the youth, and you did a whole session on fossils. Mm-hmm. You had those students captivated.
1: <laughs> you know, it's amazing Um When I do have the pastors that come up and tell me, oh, you know, our kids aren't interested in this stuff. And I I had one, boy, this was crazy. It was a church of over 30,000. And the youth pastor uh, came up to me and he's like, man, you know, because we negotiated. He wanted me initially to come in and do a 10-minute power message. I was like, 10-minute power message? What in the world is that? And they're like, well, every week we do 20 minutes of ping pong, foosball, popcorn, 20 minutes of music, 10-minute power message, five minutes of prayer, then we send them out. And I told him, I said, I can't do that. And he's like, we do it every week. I'm like, you're better than me. I can't do it. So eventually they gave me two 35-minute messages. But when I got there, the pastor was like, these kids can't sit for 35 minutes. So when you lose them, call the band up on stage and they'll play music to get them back in control. I've never had that happen. And so when I got done, I actually took 40 minutes because I know they're not going to invite me back. So I took the extra five minutes. I know. I shouldn't have done it, but I did. And so uh, I'm out there. We did that. And when we finished everything, these kids were so fired up. We're walking out. The youth pastor came up to me and said, how'd you do that? how to do what? These kids won't sit for 10-minute power messages, and they sat for 40 minutes. And I told them, and I believe this very sincerely, I don't think it's me. I think you have a generation that is absolutely hungry for truth, and they want somebody to look them in the eye, be real, be straight, and sh- look, even if they disagree with you, passionate about what you believe, why you believe it, not dogmatically jamming it down their throat or name-calling them, but teaching them this is why it's important, this is how it's a- a- applied in the culture that we live in. And you're going to have their attention, and that's all I try to do.
0: Yes, and what I find out is that uh, when you go to the uh, these Christian universities and look how youth pastors are trained, they're not well-trained at no. all. You could take away 80% of the courses they're given, and it wouldn't make any difference what they can do. They're not trained how to teach, they're not trained how to communicate very well, And they're definitely not trained in the biblical apologetics. And that's why they can't hold these kids for more than 10 minutes without it trying to bring in all the entertainment.
1: That's a challenge.
0: Yes. We need uh, uh, our Christian universities to step up and do the job they're supposed to be doing I was just mesmerized with, with the way you com- communicate there. You're an excellent communicator. You don't stand behind a podium and drone on. You, you use your voice. Uh, You're your, your one of the best out there in the creation ministry with graphics. Oh, yeah. You make it so interesting for them, and it's relevant to them. So that's great. Now, i got to ask the question, how do people get a hold of you? You have a website out there. Yeah,
1: they, they can just go to r, f o r, h. Dot com. It stands for Reasons for Hope, R-4-H, h. hcom Or you can even call us at uh, 1-800-552-HOPE. Uh,
0: just Say 800- that one again. 800-552-HOPE. Great. Uh, so if you're interested in finding out what Carl has on his website, and I've been to your website many times, and one of the things I really appreciate with what you have there, Carl, in your mission statement, the very first thing you have is helping people. Christians share the gospel, because that's what it's all
1: about. Yeah, see, apologetics is fantastic, if at least to preaching of the gospel. If, if it's just about winning an argument or impressing somebody with how smart you are, well, remember, I can't do that. I'm the son of a professional wrestler, so I'm not even going to try and go there. But if your apologetics leads to the point where you can now sit down and share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody, then it's effective, and, and that's our primary mission as Christians, we're Christ followers, we're to reflect his love and his grace uh, to those that we come in contact with. So, yeah, if, if we're not preaching the gospel, man, we're wasting our
0: time. And again, uh, this is Defending the Faith uh, program here. I'm Mike Riddle, the host, and we're speaking with Carl Kirby, uh, formerly with Answers in Genesis. Now you have your own ministry called... Go reasons ahead. for hope reasons for hope and and by the way one of the tools that i'd love to give to people if uh they have a
1: smartphone uh, ipad just go to their their app store and download our app and spell out the name reasons plural uh because there's a reason for hope as well but we're reasons plural for for hope and there's a lot of information we do a series of videos called debunked they're you know three and a half to five minute fast-paced videos and uh all six of them are on there and because I want, I want people to have tools, and it's free. Again, I'm not trying to sell you. And then if you go to the website after that and go to the store and downloads and look for Debunked Unleashed, there's a study uh, course that goes with each one of those videos. So now you, as a small group leader, as just an individual that wants to do a study, man, you can do. There's six studies right
0: there for you. Now, I've, I was in, spent six years in the United States Marine Corps, Captain Marine Corps. I'm going to say this as a Marine would say it. It's not you should go to this website and download these. <laughs> you will go to the website and download these uh, debunked videos. I've got them. They are excellent, absolutely excellent for teens. They're also excellent for adults, too. Yeah, so you. get these things. They will help equip your children. They're fast-paced, wonderful graphics, but they have a very powerful conclusion the way they go through it. It's logical how they go through. They just debunk each part of evolutionism. Wow, so you, you will get these. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I tend to like to speak that way. Uh, now, you've done so many things. Uh, I, I just want to cover as much as we can here. Uh, you've done things like the Grand Canyon. You've done the white water rafting down the Grand Canyon. Tell us about that yeah, kind of we, experience. Yeah, man,
1: we, we've been blessed to be able to take folks down the river a bunch of times. We do 183 river miles, I think it is, 182, 183. But what we do is we take folks down, and it's like, again, Let's take our faith into the real world. If the Word of God is true, then what we see in the world around us should be consistent with what we read in the Word of God and not consistent with slow, gradual processes over millions of years. And so uh, I love taking people to zoos, museums, aquariums, and the national parks. But Grand Canyon has been the one that I've done the most, um, well, after the Smithsonian. I love the Smithsonian tour. We're working on an app right now. Pray for us. Smithsonian app with Liberty University. I have a meeting this afternoon. And uh, talking with the uh, the students are going to help build the framework so that people will be able to take a virtual tour from a biblical perspective through the Smithsonian Bunny Trail. But pray for that; that's a huge opportunity for us. Uh, but the Grand Canyon, yeah, we're going to do it next year, April twenty one to twenty nine. And uh, man, if you get down there, you'll see about it on our website. You start looking at the rocks. I'm telling you right now, they the rocks literally cry out that God did what He said that He did, the way that He said that He did it. There
0: is no explanation for slow gradual processes. Yes, but unfortunately, we have all these teachers who have never been there, never studied it, relying on the integrity of the textbooks when we find so many errors in these textbooks. Absolutely. Now, one of your favorite subs to talk about, and I've heard you talk about this, and I said, wow, I'd love to do a seminar with you on this subject, the fossil record. Tell us something about the fossil record, because that's one the evolutionists absolutely use as proof of evolution. Yeah, we did a uh, our latest video is actually called "Weapons of Mass Instruction: Unearthing
1: the Truth," where we take people out into the dinosaur fields in Glendive, Montana, and then into a dinosaur museum there, and we again look at the evidence and look at it from a biblical perspective. And is it consistent or is it not with what the Bible teaches? But the fossil record was probably the tool that totally converted me into trusting the Word of God, because when I first got started. And I had the creation saying one thing and I had the evolution saying another. Remember, son of a professional wrestler, I don't trust anybody. So I'm digging to see who's telling me the truth. And so I'm calling the head of National Science, uh, NCSC, National Center for Science Education, Eugenie Scott. I spoke directly to her and I asked her point blank questions. And then I'm speaking directly to Ken Ham, Dwayne Gish, uh, you know, John Morse, and I'm asking them point blank questions. And I'm wanting to see who's giving me the truth. And so. I found I started looking at charts, the phylogenetic charts, the family trees, and the very first one that I found that I still use to this day is the chart for showing how dinosaurs evolved. You start down at the bottom with these two reptiles, and then given enough time, you have this, this tree that grows, and you get all these different dinosaurs that just evolved. Well, when you look at that, you would say, wow, this proves evolution. What are you going to do? I mean, hey, I can't argue with this. I don't have a PhD in science. But if you look carefully and you start looking closely, it gets amazing. Bottom right-hand corner, I had the kids read this to me last night. You, You know, you saw that. It says, tinted areas indicate solid fossil evidence. And when you look at the chart, there are areas where the lines are dark, solid, filled in. Then there's lines where it's white and it's not filled in. All of the lines that depict solid fossil evidence, can we call it fact because that's what it is, are all straight. One thing stayed, one thing never changed from or into anything else. The only place where things are changing into another, are they? it's white. Well, it's white because there's no evidence. Because if there was evidence, it would be black. And so you teach a generation how to think. And then you take them through all these other charts. And every chart that you find shows the exact same pattern. Dash lines leading to solid lines. Dash lines, no evidence. Different colored lines leading to a different colored line. And every chart that you see is like that. So that was a catalyst to me to say, Somebody's not telling me the truth, because you're telling me that the fossils prove evolution. Then I go look at the actual fossils, and it doesn't. And, and then I see the arguments, oh man, this this new class fulfillment on the fossil record, I'm spending three sessions alone on just whale evolution, because Richard Dawkins is out there taking, oh, so well proven, look at this sequence, amazing sequence. Go look at each one of those individual supposed ancestors, it doesn't work, but most people won't do that, they'll just see the picture in the textbook, or
0: they'll see it in the museum, and well, it must be a fact. It is not. Yes. And that's why we need people like you out there, Carl, because we got too many surface level Christians attending church and not doing enough study. And unfortunately, again, we have leadership in the churches who aren't delivering enough of the truth. They're giving half truths, part truths, or avoiding the tough subjects.
1: You see, if you can get people excited about the fact that the Word of God is true, and it applies to what we see in the world today, I think you'll see amazing things happen.
0: Yes. And uh, last night uh, when you did that youth group there, you pointed out very clearly that what a lot of our students are seeing in these textbooks are not the real evidence. It's pictures drawn by artists.
1: Absolutely. You know, the one that really gets me the most was one of the latest ones that that I found was that bat evolution, where they have very clearly this sequence, you know, longer fingers, longer fingers, longer fingers. Whoa, then it's a bat. But then that one that you look at it, and it has nothing but a piece of a skull. So you're telling me you know how long the fingers were because you found a piece of the skull. That is deception. That is Satan. He's the father of lies. And we better teach a generation that Satan doesn't play fair. He doesn't have to. And you better critically evaluate what's getting
0: put in front of you. And that's where our Christian schools need to get the teachers in there who can teach critical thinking yeah, skills. Uh, absolutely. We, we don't have enough. And I don't go after necessarily the Christian school teachers there. I'm going to go after our Christian universities again, Carl. I don't think they're doing their job. They're doing good academically, but they're not in the battlefield. They're not training us for the battlefield. And that's where the creation evolution issue is, the moral relativism. Yep. And our pastors aren't being trained for
1: Colleges that. Colleges definitely need to have strong apologetic programs. And again, with the proper emphasis that apologetics is not about arguing and fighting and demeaning. It's about breaking down walls so that we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And look, people are going to reject it anyway. That's okay. It's not our job to convict or convert. We speak the truth in love But we have walls that are built up right now that are keeping us from being able to communicate because we have a generation that spends 900 hours a year in a school being taught to think like the world. That same generation, this spends 1,064 hours in front of the TV, and then they spend 936 hours a year playing video games. And we in the church bring this generation into the church for an hour a week and think you're going to overcome. All of that indoctrination that they received, and that's not including these 60 texts a day, and that's not including uh, when you total up the media, it's 11 hours of media a day that this younger generation isn't consuming. And and they are being taught to think from a very specific perspective. And if the church doesn't wise up and then teach them, look, this is what's going on here, but take a look, there's another way.
0: And it makes sense. If we don't do that, we're done. You know, one of the things I point out is we have the infrastructure there. We have the Christian schools. Oh, yeah. We have the youth pastors and leaders. We have pastors. We have the infrastructure there. We just need to get trained. Wouldn't it be great if we could get a a group of youth pastors together? Think how much they could affect their groups. Absolutely. If we just get them trained, help them not take up a lot of their time, but help them be the teachers of this. See,
1: that's one of the reasons that I've always been uh, very excited about what you do, because teaching teachers how to teach, there's... I don't know anybody else is doing that. It's kind of a, it's just kind of like taken for granted that you know, somebody goes to school and they can teach. No, not necessarily so. And so what you're doing with teaching the teachers how to teach, especially with that emphasis on apologetics and on the the creation and evolution issue, is super important. It, it, and we do need more trained individuals, youth pastors especially. I, I spoke this last summer. I spoke to two national youth conferences, and the message that I gave. The the pastor that headed up asked me to do a different message, and I said, "You know what? I really think I need to do this message, and it's a core message on why we need to care about this issue." I call it becoming bold, and so I spoke on this. And I'm gonna tell you, with fear and trepidation, I spoke on it because all the other speakers were so different from what I'm doing. It was I, I, I'm not trying to diminish anybody, but it was just so different from what I was doing. And I got up and I was like, "Okay, God, did I really blow this one? Because I'm going in a totally different direction." And I just laid it out. And the crazy thing was, my wife was with me, and she pointed this out to me. She said, Carl, what was so amazing is that when you finished speaking, there was a wh- herd that came up and got on their face. And and I'm a real conservative guy, man. I mean, if you see me raising a hand in church, I'm swatting a fly. I am so white, cornbread conservative. There n- I don't have a charismatic bone in my body. But these folks were on their face praying, and it was the leaders who came forward first. I think there's a generation of leaders out there that truly want to impact this younger generation. They care. They just don't know what to do.
0: Now, there's nothing wrong with games and entertainment. No. But when that becomes the focus, we lose the next generation. They need yep. some good, solid meat. And that's what you give, Carl. Well, and, and you can never outfund the world. We've got to keep that in mind. If yeah. you think you can outfund the world, they can always take it one step further than right. what we can do. Sure. And I'm speaking with Carl Kirby here uh, from, uh, and your website. How do they get a hold of you, Carl? They can come to our website at r...
1: F-O-R-H.com, R-4-H.com. Uh, they can call us at 1-800-552-HOPE. Um, look us up on Facebook as well. Um, we've got the Reasons for Hope Facebook page, but my personal page is up there as well, and I try to respond to folks on there, and that's just my name, Carl Kirby, K-E-R-B-Y.
0: And again, you have that debunked series yep. that everybody out there will get. Just they? get it on the app. Because it's free, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the app, and uh, there's a bunch of information on the app. Yes, so get those apps. Go to this website. There's some phenomenal material out there. Again, it's Carl Kirby. And he. where do you live, Carl? Tell us where you live.
1: I actually live in northern Kentucky, so I'm still within uh, 10 minutes of the uh, Creation Museum and about 30 minutes from the Ark. Um, which, man, I tell you, the Creation Museum, I still highly recommend it. Folks, if you've never been there, you want to check it out. Uh, they do a great job. Uh, the Ark. I I was blessed to be able to go down for the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and phew, very cool. Uh, When they get it fully fleshed out, man, it's going to be something else. Right now, it's probably about 70% done would be
0: my guess, but boy, what
1: they've got up there is, it'll change your perspective on the
0: arc, that's for sure. Yes, we we would love to have you come back here to Boise Carl, because what you're doing there is fundamental, and it's... It's needed for what we're doing with this next generation. And you speak to a lot of open sessions with adults out there, too. So you're not just youth. You're all over the place there.
1: Yeah. You know, I I tell folks that if I never had to talk to adults again, I'd be fine with it, to be honest with you, because I've almost given up on the adults. I mean, it's so frustrating. But I see a passion, especially in junior high kids. It's like they're still young enough and they're able to be a little goofy and have some fun with it. And the high schoolers are like, yeah, 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 whatever. But um, if you can reach that generation. What I'm finding is that if you can communicate where a junior hire will pay attention, the adults will pay attention. And I, I'm a firm believer that, yes, you can get the young folks, you can get them fired up, do a lot of great stuff with them, but then if they go home to parents that are just like, eh, whatever, then it's gone. And so you have to get the parents as well. So that's why I said, you know what, God, I'm going to put an emphasis on men because that's where my heartbeat is. I mean, no, no disrespect to ladies, but we need men to be men who are loving the Lord, uh, with all their heart, soul, mind, strength, loving their children enough to tr- raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, and loving their wives enough to die for their wives. That's Christ died for the church, men. If, and if we did what we were called to do with the Bible, spells out very clearly for us to do, it would change
0: the body of Christ. Yes. Again, we're speaking with Carl Kirby, and his website is rforh.com. And go there, you'll get some amazing materials. I'm Mike Riddle. This has been Defending the Faith. And we have a website out there, too. It has over 80 30-minute videos for free. It's called creationtraining.org. That's all one word, creationtraining.org. I want to thank you very much, and God bless. That's all for today's show. Defending the Faith airs each Saturday at noon right here on KBXL 941 The Voice. For more teachings and resources, visit creationtraining.org or the program archive page on 941thevoice.com.